1: This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Are you the type of person that's looking to build your liquor collection in your own home? Then go to Country Wine and Spirits online liquor superstore. But check this out. They've also got a monthly vault membership. It's an exclusive offer. What does a monthly membership tips Country Wine and Spirits give you? Well, I'll tell you. You get free two to five business days, ground shipping on all your orders over 50 bucks. Special offers, free mystery vault gifts in every shipment. And if you sign up right now, it's only $19.95 a month for the first three months. And if you sign up for this membership, you get 10% off site-wide on every purchase, including sale items. Plus, as a special with Hey Bartender podcast, you get the 10% off if you join the membership. But if you use Hey Bartender 5, you get 5% off your complete purchase. So you're getting 15% off your entire order if you sign up for the membership, plus use Hey Bartender 5 coupon at check out. So go to cwspirits.com, sign up for the membership, get 10% off your entire order, free shipping over $50. Plus, remember to use coupon code HEYBARTENDER5 for an extra 5% off. You can't beat that deal. Go to cwspirits.com.
0: This is Kay Cobb from Library on the Hill in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and you're listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. Yeah.
2: me a drink. the of the world. Welcome back
1: to Hey Bartender podcast, the podcast that is 100 percent organic. I swear to God. Uh, today's guest is Taylor Carbidol, who you might all remember from TikTok for saying.
0: Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to another episode of I Work at a Midwestern Dive Bar, so I apologize to my mental health.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for indulging me for saying that.
0: Yes, absolutely. I love it. I've gotten those that wording down so well at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Taylor, uh, where are you from?
0: Um, originally from Des Moines. Uh, I, I I grew up in Des Moines and moved to Cedar Falls, Iowa for college, and uh, I went to you and I for actually uh, music theory and composition. I what my degree is in. I went on scholarship for classical piano. Oh my um, God. Yeah. Not what I do now. I mean, I still play gigs all around. Don't get me wrong. I still, I'm still doing my music and everything, but I bartended my way through college and just kind of stuck with it after that. And now here I am, I'm 28 and still doing the thing is, I, I mean, I love it. I love what I do.
1: Well, I just saw a TikTok recently where you talking about that you were excited playing a gig this last weekend, was it?
0: A- mm-hmm. And yep. I played a played a little town festival. Um, so one of the towns I actually bartended in, such so still kinda of do occasionally. Um, they have a little town festival every year and this is my third or fourth year playing at it. I was getting up on a little mill trailer stage, you know, Midwest, uh so get up there and play for a couple hours. And yeah, that was what I was kinda getting ready for.
1: And that, oh, that uh, that's really cool um uh yeah i i tried to uh tried to play music i never got to the point of studying music theory or anything like that but you know uh, on the piano there are like five songs that i know really well how to play yeah. <laughs> and those are the only five songs i ever play you know it's it's not like i go to the music store and buy new You really
0: she- gotta know
1: me. that many <laughs> <laughs> But, um, well, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. Uh, yes, you and I thank
0: I've, you for inviting
1: me. You and I have uh, played tag for a little bit, and I'm thank- yeah. uh, really thankful that you caught up with me. Uh, but
0: Yes, thank you.
1: So I'm glad we finally worked it out. <laughs> so, um, like I told you before we started recording, I like my uh, guests to present a drink special at the beginning of the show. What do you have for us today?
0: So I invented um, <laughs> excuse me, I invented a drink plus shot. It can be kind of served as either. Uh, maybe a year or two ago, uh, we always get you know like the twenty first birthdays at the bachelorette parties. Just like maybe something strong and fruity, and I'm like, okay. So I took it upon myself to invent my own. I call it the Vitamin T, uh, and it's a pour, like a pour of Bacardi Raz, Bacardi Limone. And strawberry schnapps shaken over ice. Pour that out, and then a splash of sprite, splash of lemonade, and then just a little dash of grenadine on top. Tastes just like a bomb pop.
2: Wow! Like
0: you remember those popsicles? Yeah. Just like a bomb pop.
1: Uh, it sounds like you got a lot of fruit in there, so yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. it sounds like very fruity and probably pretty refreshing too, because it sounds pretty light. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Um, when like people come in and they just want, you know, their shots or whatever, I'll, I'll pour it as shots. But I actually, it's become such a staple at my bar that we now serve it as a drink. It's like one of our drink specials. And I have people that'll come in and order, like, can we get these vitamin K's But like as drinks? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You can. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. So it's, yeah, I had to, for my other bartenders, I had to write down what the other ingredients are post it behind the bar because I got some calls that were like, What the hell is in a vitamin K shot? I was like, Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that I made that up.
1: <laughs> yeah, you but can't become a thankful here. As,
0: yeah, no, you can't.
1: <laughs> well, now everybody uh, uh, everybody that listens to Hey Bartender Podcast knows about it. So hopefully they wrote it down.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so if uh, you give the vitamin K a try, uh, let me know what you thought about it. Uh, email me dude, to Hey Bartender Podcast, or we'll give you all of. Taylor's information by the end of the show. Yeah. So, okay, you said that you uh, went to college, you were studying music theory, and you pretty much bartended Mm -hmm. your way through college. Was that your first experience in the service industry?
0: No, I started in retail. Um, I started as a, a shoe salesman and did that for like a year and didn't like it, switched to a... I don't know if I should say the name, a a denim, a a well-known denim store in the Midwest. I think we all kind of probably know. (laughs) And that was less than ideal, but I did that for a couple of years. And um, then when I was 18, I was dating a guy in Minneapolis and was up there seeing him. And he worked at an event studio. He called me one day and was like, our bartender didn't show up. See your bartending tonight. I was like, I don't know anything about bartending. So he was like, I know. Put black clothes on. I'm picking up in ten minutes. We're gonna teach you, and that was my first experience bartending. Was at for a wedding, Good. and I tried my best. It probably <laughs> wasn't awesome, but oh. it, luckily it was like pouring wine and opening beers. I only had to know how to make like two cocktails.
1: Oh well, that's and yeah. I just
0: stuck with it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved. I loved it. I loved being in the service industry on that like on the bar side. Oh, right. Retail. I couldn't really
1: say what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as I, a bartender, I can. Before uh, before I was a bartender, I worked for a electronics chain. And yeah. the customers would just basically come in and beat the hell out of you. And you just had to stand there bare yep. and grin it. And, yep. Uh, but when you become a bartender, you, it took me a while to realize it. But if they start beating the hell out of me, I can tell them to get out.
0: <laughs> yep. And, and that is something that I have fully embraced is <laughs> like, I mean, uh, not unless you've earned it. Don't get me wrong, no. but yeah. If somebody is just being completely just, I need them out. I can tell them to get the hell out. And that's, that's nice. Yeah. I try not to do that. Cause I don't, obviously I don't want to kick out my customer base, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It,
1: it, it can be a little painful. You, you live with a little bit of guilt sometimes. Well, I've did at least after you yeah. kick somebody out. But sometimes they just go too far, and they need to be out of there. And plus, yeah. you don't want to ruin the ambience. You know, you want to you want your right. bar to be a good time, and you don't want one person ruining all of that.
0: And I don't. Yeah, I don't want to ruin the reputation of my bar either. We're working hard to not be that kind of a bar. Right. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't want people to think like, oh yeah, people get in fights here all the time. Like, I don't. I don't need that.
1: Yeah. So you, you just basically got thrown into the wolves uh, by your boyfriend, and he he said, congratulations, you're a bartender. Yes. And you just ended yep. up saying, so what's this all about? Um, or
0: yep. So I ended up doing several more gigs there, uh, but I was living in Iowa at the time. I just came up and on weekends, but I I. Then, after I did that for a couple of years, when we parted ways, um, came back to Iowa, like, full-time, whatever, and applied to a local brewery. And that was my first, like, long-term, like, for real, for real bartending job where I was working several hours a week. Now, that, and then
2: that's a question. After that,
0: I was at a couple different dive bars.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, at uh, Now, that's a question that I've had. at a, uh, When you work at a brewery, is it... Uh, mm-hmm. Are you just serving craft beers, or do you have a full bar behind you?
0: Um, So the brewery – a lot of breweries do only have craft beers, but the one I worked at specifically, uh, we did – we had about 10 10 beers on tap, I think. Um, And then I think – so I think we had 12 taps total, if I'm remembering correctly. Ten of our beers and then two guest beers. And we did actually have, like, your basic liquors. We didn't have a bunch, but we had – you know, vodka gin, a couple of kinds of rum, uh, a couple of kinds of whiskey. We actually had apple and pear brandy. Like we had an okay selection. Mm. Um, Not a lot of mixers other than what's just on the gun, but yeah, we did, we did cocktails and we did specialty beer cocktails as well. So those were really fun to kind of try and design.
1: A beer cocktail. Now uh, uh, give me an example of a beer cocktail.
0: Um, I guess my favorite was we had this, Uh, cocoa cocoa milk stout. That's kind of beer. It was cocoa infused and delicious. I mean, it was like chocolate milk if it was a beer, but we used that and then we would put some agave nectar and some milk uh, or some cream. I think there was one other thing, maybe vodka in it. And it was uh, I think like white Russian.
2: Oh. So it
0: was like a white Russian. And, uh, but it was like, wow, it was a beer cocktail is what it was.
2: Mm.
0: And we had three or four of those. We had a beer Mosa where we would put in, it was like a blue moon sort of beer. Like a, uh, it wasn't a Hefeweizen, like a white, uh, a white ale. And I just put that with orange and a little bit of agave nectar. It was like, yeah, just stuff like that. And those are, those are really fun. Yeah especially to try and get some of the people to transition into craft beer. If they came in and they were like, Oh, I've had a socialite. I'm like, I got you. Let me make you something.
1: Um, so it working, uh, well, pretty much this goes for any bar that you've worked at. Cause like all, uh, all the bars that I worked at, we had like, uh, I used to work in Oregon. So, uh, microbreweries were really popular back in the day. Probably yeah. still. um, they, uh, people would come up to my bar and I've got like 15 taps behind me and people come up and say, give me a beer. And most of the time I would just look at them and go, what flavor? Cause you know, look behind yeah. me or that, that same story that you've heard probably over and over where they say, what do you have on tap? And you name off all 15 and they order a Coors Light.
0: Yeah. Or like, well, what's good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you like. Yeah. I get that all the time. What would you like to drink? What's good? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you what your palate is. You, you got to give me a little more to work with. Yeah. And usually when I explain that, well, you you got to, what do you usually drink? What flavor profiles do you like? People kind of understand like, oh, you need more. Mm.
1: Uh, uh, that there's definitely crack, yeah. those
0: situations. Yeah, there's definitely the situation. Well, what do you drink? Like probably not anything you're going to want cuz I don't know if we have the same palate. I don't know.
1: Right. Uh Yeah, that was that was always cracked me up. I mean, you know, what do you have on tap? Uh, huh, huh, I'll just have a Coors Light. And, well, you took all that time just for a Coors Light or
2: Yeah.
1: Or I name off all 15 beers and uh not from memory. I always turned around and looked at the wall. Uh but
2: yeah,
1: yeah the and just ordered the most domestic that that they, that they heard and so
0: well, that was my favorite too at the breweries. Well, what do you have and I would turn around and be like, "Well, as you can see in the large two story menu behind me, this is what I have, so well, I'll read them to you, I guess
2: yeah. if
0: that's what you need me to do." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what was it like when you first started in the the official working behind a bar instead of working banquets and stuff like that? Did did you have any uh, anxiety, or did you? Well, were you all just yes, let's do
0: this? Definitely, because that was my first time ever being by behind the bar by myself. Yeah, you know, when I was an event bartender, I was very young for bartending. And I always had somebody else, like, if I didn't know what I was doing, be like, hey, can you help me? And they would. When I first started bartending at the brewery, which was my first, like, official behind-the-bar job by myself, that was a little, what if I don't know how to do this? Well, trial by fire, you know, you figure it out or you call somebody or you, like, just straight up have to be like, I don't know what's in that. Can you tell me, can you Google it? Or I'll Google it in the back and pretend I knew what I was doing. Oh yeah. Which I've done plenty of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all done that. Like, absolutely. I just got to run to the bath for an ingredient. and then
1: <laughs> Oh, I do that for everything. Google. Yeah, uh, Nowadays, since yeah. I have, uh, I, I mean, back in the, <clears throat> in the nineties and early two thousands, if I didn't know something, I'd run in, uh, run into the back and, you know, either go through the bartender's handbook. Or yeah, uh, because because how many people order a uh 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 what what was it um oh there was a, there was a drink oh Singapore sling yeah a guy ordered a Singapore sling and I'm like who orders that nowadays but um uh, I could I couldn't tell you what's in it now but I used I was to do like
0: th- I don't think I knew what
1: that. Is. <laughs> A uh, very old-fashioned drink, uh, but
2: okay.
0: uh,
1: But I used to do that for absolutely everything, even before iPhones <laughs> were available, because, yeah. you know, I go back to the Nokia yeah. 51 series cell phones, sure. and, uh, uh, you know, like, if I'm at a, uh, at a job where I know the tech manual's on the table over there, it's like, can you do this? Oh, sure, I just need to go to the bathroom real quick, I'll be right back, grab the tech manual, hide in the bathroom for a half hour. And <laughs> yeah. But that, that's I
0: also just... have people that try and order with fancy, na- like, I remember the first time I Googled a Cuba Libre, <laughs> but he was like, can I get a Cuba Libre? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. And I went into the back and Googled it. You can just say Roman coke. <laughs> that's all it is. It's a Roman and coke with a lime. Yeah, it, you but... can just say that. You don't have to. Why? Why are you going to make it fancy?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh... You don't
0: have to do that.
1: Yeah, the all uh, what was it the the fancy name for a uh, vodka cran? Uh, uh, no. Oh yeah,
0: um, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, but,
1: but nobody orders drinks like that anymore. There's a, uh,
0: no, just tell me if it's a, if it's just a spirit and a mixer, you can just tell me. Yeah, <laughs> tell me what's in it.
1: But the lime, it was so important. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you just say you wanted to work, man. You just wanted to show off that you knew what a Cuba Libre was. You probably didn't even want to drink that. You just wanted to say it.
1: <laughs> but uh, so, so when you first started, though, uh, did it uh, was it just you and your bartender Bible, or did you uh, read books, to take a class, or anything like that?
0: I no, I didn't. I just jumped right in. I mean, um, they gave me a training packet type thing um, as far as the beers went.
2: Mm.
0: So I like I learned. That I know way more about beers than I ever thought I would know in my life because <laughs> there, there was a page description of like each signature beer. We had like a stout and a porter and a couple of white ales, like a, a Belgian, just uh, a half of ice. I don't remember even what all we had, but. I had to learn, you know, what the styles were, like the IBU and ABV and the, yeah, I, I, so I knew a ton about the beers, So <laughs> then anytime anybody would ask me about like spirits or anything, I'd be like, mm. like I said, trial by fire, I kind of had to learn by jumping in, mm. but apparently it's done me okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: you've been... I've uh, learned a lot, I mean... Right before I worked behind my first bar, which was a banquet bar, I went to bartending school, a two-week course, mm-hmm. and they told us, we're going to teach you 100 drinks, but odds are you'll remember maybe 10 on your oh way gosh. out. And, yeah, they were right. I only remember yeah. 10. But being a banquet bartender, it wasn't all that hard because uh, it was just liquor in a mixer majority of the time. Give me a vodka crayon. Yeah. Give me a uh, rum and Coke. And so it, it's not like, okay, I learned how to make a Mai Tai for what?
2: You
0: know what I mean? Oh, Yeah. Like, I, I never, yeah, I never did any sort of class or anything. Um, got a hundred cocktails. Just sounds entirely overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, I know how to make, you know, the the class. But it, the nice thing about working at a dive bar is like, when people come in and they're like, "Can I get an espresso martini?" I'm like, mm, look around. <laughs> no, you can't. Look at your surroundings no dude I don't even have martini glasses (laughs) like I know I know I was in like an old-fashioned or a Manhattan or whatever but I don't have the means to make it nor do I really care to have it Mm. because this is I mean this is just kind of a a little dive bar hole in the wall which is why I love it I mean
1: you don't find many bars with espresso machines especially the mom and pop hole in the walls so right yeah (laughs) like
0: we have a capacity of, like, 48. <laughs> we don't have an espresso machine in the back.
1: So after you uh, left the brewery, you started working in mom-and-pop joints. Did you ever go corporate?
0: Essentially. Did I what?
1: Did you ever go go corporate?
0: No. Um, no, it's it's all been lo- – every bar I've worked at has been locally owned. Um, right up until I mean – well, I mean, now I'm I'm at my bar and I now it's locally owned cuz I own it, but yeah. congratulations yeah, by the way. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, I always just that always kind of appealed to me more, I suppose. Mm. I liked supporting local businesses and it just felt more personable, I guess, when I would go to like the mom and pop dive bar, not e- not even necessarily all dive bars, but just more locally owned. Mm. I just felt like it was more personable, like I would walk in and I, it was a more welcoming environment. Not that corporate bars aren't, it's just, especially in a smaller town. Yeah. I mean, Cedar Falls is not a large town. It just feels more welcoming when you go to a locally owned place. You can really feel the, the care that's put into the place. Yeah. I like that.
1: Uh, I mostly uh, worked, f- worked for uh, privately owned bars, and they, yeah. uh, there was one time where I was between jobs, <clears throat> and some friends wanted me to work at a corporate restaurant with them because they were my regular customers at my bar, and they were like, Oh, come on, come work with us, it'll be fun. And I was like, Well, it'll be fun, they said, yeah, I was like, <laughs> Well, I need a job, so I'll at least go over and fill out an application. And right when I walked in for, uh, It was basically, I was shadowing their employees so I could see how they do things. And the first thing I saw when I walked in is I hear this clicking noise and somebody's walking through the restaurant with a sundae tapping uh, tapping it with a spoon. And uh, I realized that all the servers were all gathering together to go sing happy birthday to one table. And... Mm -mm. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, When they were done... Yeah, when they were done, the... Trisha came came over to me and said, oh great you made it and I said yeah and I'm leaving but,
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a no for me dog a, uh, don't want to do that
1: yeah that, uh, I was totally against that but I needed a job but I ended up not getting the job anyway even after the interview but uh, yeah going you know like
0: a big nightmare
1: yeah having to stop what you're doing because it is it was a requirement in that corporate restaurant stop. Everything to go sing happy birthday to a table, and even during that shadowing process, I saw them <laughs> do that four times in a night.
0: Oh my god! No, <laughs> that's atrocious.
1: But it, th- I do oh, agree I with
2: imagine.
1: you. I do agree with you that the mom and pop, uh, privately owned restaurant bars, they do have uh, a little bit more personable experience for yeah. everybody just not just the customer but for uh the right. workers also
0: right mm. it just it seems like there's yeah there's somebody that you can talk to immediately rather than like well you gotta go through corporate or you know whatever mm. it's there's somebody there that actually cares about the workers that actually i mean i'm sure you know corporate bars care about their employees and everything it's just it's it's nice when i can just text my boss yeah it be like, here's an issue I am having. Can you address this immediately? And then it does.
1: But uh, now people text you.
0: <laughs> yeah, now people text me. That's true. Yeah. I am the boss, though. That's so why I only have two employees.
1: So, so you, um, uh, do you have any experiences that, well, all of your TikToks, uh, uh, mm-hmm. they have specific stories that go along with it. Um, a lot of them I can relate to. Some of them just crack me up, and others are like, "Oh my god, did that really happen?" And uh, I know we talked about this before I hit record, but I need my audience needed to know this. How much of those
0: are true? All of them are true. Uh, like I said, I've been bartending about ten years, and yeah, I've seen some things. <laughs> some things that I really expected to, but. Yeah, all of it. I mean, I might paraphrase the script, I I guess, a little bit in the TikToks, but the the general, you know, just to kind of get the idea across, like a little bit more prolonged conversation, I might shorten. But the gist of everything, all of that has happened. <laughs> there's, been some, there's been some weird things
1: <laughs> now, in these walls. And you've gotten, you know, like the ones where – the customer comes in and says, Uh, hey, give me a rum and coke, and by the way, make it extra good. You you've had those experiences. Oh, yeah. And
0: Oh, whatever. I mean, you get that all the time, yeah.
1: And my favorite way to react to that was like, like, Come on, all my drinks are good, and then they're kind of stuck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I make
0: them all good. <laughs>
1: But, uh, uh yeah,
0: i I got plenty of people like, well, make it extra strong. I'm like, so you're paying for a double then or, oh, you're not. Okay. Um, well, that's the I'll thing. Pour it how I usually pour
1: it. Uh, see, that's the thing that a lot of people on TikTok <laughs> just recently, uh, a lot of people got mad at me because I posted a video where I told them that it frustrates me. Well, I actually the word I used was pissed me off when I had to use a blender. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> blenders, I hate using a blender. You,
1: you also. <laughs> Yeah. All these, I hate it. All these people uh started going, Oh, you're just supposed to do your job. If you don't like doing your job, then just quit. And uh, I'm just like I if you don't get it, you watched the TikTok video. I gave that person the blended drink. I just didn't like using the blender. And right. uh because it takes a long time. Even when you try to prioritize your drinks, you gotta still uh turn the blender off at a certain time, otherwise it just one big yeah, blob clean it all out. and clean it out. Yeah. And, and uh, a lot no, of. No,
0: I refuse to have a blender.
1: Oh, okay. you just forego it completely.
0: Yep. No frozen margaritas. I don't want one, don't want one in here. <laughs> make you a margarita on the rot. It'll be fine.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. uh See, now that it's your business, so you can make that business decision. So.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> Well, but you still made the margarita. That's what I, you still made it, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, you
0: still did it. You were just mad about it.
1: Yeah. Which, you I mean, did your job. I still did my job. and You uh,
0: can't be mad.
1: A, a little, you know, some of the people just can't understand that there might be one, maybe two aspects of your job that you don't really care for. And all these other uh, people that are commenting are sitting there. Right. Uh, they're sitting there and say, "Well, if you don't like your job, I didn't say I didn't like my job. I just said I don't like using the one
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there's obviously no parts of their jobs that they just like. Must just be all sunshine and roses at their jobs. I'm sure they have nothing to complain about.
1: <laughs> but uh, so, some of the crazy, uh, crazier stories. I noticed that you are not afraid at all to use filters when you uh, when you do your the representation oh, of the customer. You got that big face thing <laughs> yeah. going and that's, so long
0: face. That,
1: that's awesome. But, uh, so when the first, do you remember like the first thing that made you stop and go, what the hell do you just, did you just ask me or what just happened?
0: Um, I don't know if I ever actually made a TikTok about it, but while I was event bartending, in Minneapolis. Um, I was bartending at Quinceanera actually, and I apparently the gal's date, her father and his father did not get along,
2: uh-huh.
0: and liquor was a flowing because apparently people drink at Quinceanera's. That's the thing I learned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it, it's you know, a lot of family, a lot of every so everyone is, yeah, a lot, a lot of beer flowing, and um. Something came to a height and they started arguing. I'm like 18, maybe 19 at this point. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And they started bickering at the bar and the guy tried to drunkenly grab a Corona bottle and smash it over the guy's head, missed because he was drunk. And I had to dive on top of the bar and grabbed the Corona bottle off of the bar before he could take it, and I started just screaming, and I was like, "Everybody, get out into the parking lot! I don't care if you beat the piss out of each other, just don't do it at my venue." <laughs> also, I'm calling. The cops. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Moments. Like- and then my coworker came out from the back and was like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" And I I filled him in, and he was like, "I'll take care of it." And he yeah, he kind of shepherded him out back and told him to calm down. So i was like, what? What was that? And he's like, yeah, hey, sometimes things like that happen. And I was like, what do you mean, sometimes things like that happen? So terrifying.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, unfortunately, yeah, that yeah, something you, that you kind of have to look <laughs> ahead to make sure that it, you know you got to be able to see that yeah. before it happens. And that was your first, mm-hmm. your first example. That was my of
0: that. first big like. Oh, okay. I gotta keep an eye out for that. I guess, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, that was a, especially you know, fresh faced eighteen year old like, what's going on? I don't understand at all. <laughs> I didn't know people got like this. Cause I barely ever had. I mean, I definitely didn't drink at all. Oh, at 18. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I never did any of that. But I, I was a pretty good kid. I didn't, I didn't dabble around with that too much. So I was like, people get like this when they're. I was far too innocent to be bartending at that point. But, you know, I said
1: earlier, trial by fire. Yeah. Um, Learned quick. Von Payne whiskey, slightly sweet, slightly tart, and a kick that says this is different. Great as a shot, straight up, over ice, or mixed as a cocktail, Von Payne Black makes a statement and is sure to spark adventure. At 95% ABV, this black currant-infused whiskey is guaranteed to give you the wow factor. It will wow your friends. It will wow anybody who looks at your bourbon collection. From its metal gargoyle spout, heavy glass decanter bottle, and the taste that is inside. To order your own bottle of Von Payne whiskey, visit the link that's in the description of this podcast. Or even follow the link that's in the bio section of Instagram and TikTok of Hey Bartender Podcast. Order Von Payne whiskey today and discover the pleasure of pain.
2: Hey Bartender.
1: What about like uh, when, like for example, when the first first guy got bold and decided, to, yeah, I got a shot with her. Uh, did that freak you out?
0: Yeah, I actually, so the same time I was bartending at the event center in Minneapolis, I also got a part-time job in the summer, uh, bartending at this kind of more upscale, like brunch restaurant. Actually, it was it was really fun. I, I ran the sound bar for a uh, drag brunch every Sunday, but then I would bartend the night. It was a weird time in my life, it was fun. Uh, and I had my one of my other bartenders crossed the way I was leaning against the bar. It was it was a gay bar.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was leaning against the bar waiting for him to grab me a, a, a beer from the cooler on the other side of the bar. Some guy came up and just like, masked mm-hmm. my ass. I was like, excuse you, sir. Mm-hmm. What? So I was like, what did you just do? And I didn't know how to take it. And he reached around and did it again and said, what are you going to do? And I didn't know what to do. So I just smacked him across the face. Good
2: for you. (laughs) Natural
0: natural reflex. And the other bartender come back and he was like, what did you just do? And I told him what happened. And the guy was just like, oh yeah, you want to smack mine? And the guy was like, well, I'm not gay or anything. And the guy was like, I don't think you know where you are, sir. Also, (laughs) please get out. And you're not allowed to come back anymore. But yeah, the rest of that night, I was quite distraught. It was like, man, dudes will just do that? He was like, not usually here because like, especially not with women,
2: because
0: mm. that's not really their MO here, but apparently I didn't know where he walked into. He was just hammered and needed to be cut off anyway, but I do remember being just yeah. very overwhelmed and not knowing how to take that. And the guy was like, yeah, just, you know, honey, if you're going to keep bartending, you're going to have to put some dudes in their place.
1: Yeah. Uh, Which now. Now, now you're good at it?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I love telling them to go kick rocks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember having a, uh, uh, a server that just started. She hadn't really worked in the service industry, and she was still pretty good. She was good at it. But all of a sudden, she'd been working there for about a week, and one guy decided to just really – uh, smacker, uh, back end and uh, mm-hmm. she froze. She didn't know what to do. She, and,
0: yeah.
1: And immediately I walked over and whispered in the guy's ear, if you want to stay in this bar, you will never do that again. And he, he tried yeah. to justify it by saying, come on, it's a bar. It's expected. And I said, okay, leave now. And
0: not in this one.
1: Yeah. And luckily I had a cool boss, uh maybe you can relate to this. Uh I had a cool boss that would back me up on every decision. Well, not you know, there were some stupid decisions I made, but any decisions when it came to uh kicking somebody out. He's just like, Hey, yeah. they broke the rules. He's out, you know. And uh yeah. did you work with cool managers like that?
0: Yeah. I, I have been uh, very lucky as far as that goes. I, I have not really ever had any of my anybody I've worked for question my decisions as far as that goes. Um, they didn't even, most of them haven't even really asked me to justify it. They're just like, if you felt like you needed to kick somebody out, there's a good reason because you're not just kicking somebody out for nothing. There's, there's a reason they're being kicked out. Um, and like, i always had a justification like, I would never just kick somebody out just cause I,
2: yeah.
0: you know, I, I had justification for it, but it, I have been very lucky to work for people who have never really even asked me to like, are you sure that was the right decision? They've always just been like, well, if you felt like that was the right thing to do, then we'll back you up. Mm. So that's super nice. Cause I have heard some horror stories of, well, but how, how much did he really offend you? How much, and that, yeah. that's just, That makes my skin crawl a little. When I hear those horror stories about like girls were like, oh, yeah, my manager didn't feel I was justified in kicking whoever out or whatever. That kind of makes my skin crawl. I don't like hearing. So so I'm I'm very grateful that I've never really had to deal with anything like that.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I had a uh, manager that uh, she, uh, she wasn't there at night. As soon as my foot entered the door, she had one foot going out the door. And basically, I was left yeah. in charge. And there was one night where a guy got a little out of hand. And I said, "Look, dude, you're done. Get out." And then he tried to pick a fight with me. And luckily, I'm behind the bar, so you know I I don't have to engage with him. But he eventually left. His friends drug him out. But he ended up calling my manager and telling him that I unjustified kicked him out of the bar. And she. Got mad at me the next day and said, What you can't be kicking out our uh, customers like that. I said, What do you mean? He was, Oh my god, you're dating him, aren't you? And she's, Well, we've been out a couple times. Oh said, no.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh no.
0: But, no. <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite grateful I have never had to deal with anything like that. <laughs>
1: But my, my manager directly after that, he was always so cool that, you know, he's like, yeah, I feel like you made the right decision. Even when my coworkers were like, you can't 86 a customer that's been with us for this long. And I said, he threw punches. He got mad over rolling over a pool table. He's out. And, uh, and there she's like, Oh, I'll get him back in. But my, but my actual boss is like, Nope, you made all the right decisions. Yeah, I, I, I side with you. That guy can't come back in anymore. Yeah. So, uh, so you've uh, you've had good luck with managers then.
0: I've had good luck with managers. I mean, yeah, I've, I've definitely had a punch thrown my way a time or two, mm-hmm. getting in between fights and everything. And but then, yeah, I take I them out, and I've i never had any pushback on that, other than maybe from the customer. But sure. because I I work with. It, it's mostly dealers, you know, for the most part, um, at the bar that I have. And, you know, if I, if I kick somebody out, especially when they put their hands on me, man, torches and pitchforks, I tell you what. <laughs> but, uh, if, yeah, if I have to kick somebody out and they're kind of giving me pushback, I mean, the whole bar is going to be like, I think she told you to leave. And that's very nice. Yeah, that's that's it's, cool it's when nice your customers that, back you up. Back support, right, yeah, I've got that backup, I've got that support, like, they are there for me, and that's, just really nice about working at, like, a little bar like this.
1: Yeah, uh, one time I had to kick a guy out, and I've always maintained, uh, when I worked at a bar, to make friends with the Harley Riders, because uh, once you make friends with the it's Harley so Riders,
2: nice.
1: yes, yes, the, the, the loyalty is just right there, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I had to kick a guy out. He, uh, sucker punched me and didn't really hurt. I just uh, looked at him and said, get the hell out. And, uh, he tried to walk out like a badass, but I'm pretty sure because I turned around and I saw two of my, uh, Harley riders, Pat and Kevin standing behind me. I'm pretty sure all I had to do was just say, Pat kill. And he would have done it.
0: Oh yeah. I had a, a biker rally at my bar one time. Ooh all regulars of mine that I knew. It was probably three dozen bikers in and I, I had a guy get a little out of line sick thing, mouthing off me a little bit. He tried to grab my arm and I was like, Don't don't touch me. He was like, What are you gonna do? And he tried to grab my arm again and you could have heard a pin drop. I was like, You just did this at the wrong time like I because there were 36 bikers just, like, standing up. I think you should leave, sir. And this kid was like, I think I should go. I was like, yeah, maybe you should. I don't, I don't think you're going to survive if you stay in here for very long. uh um, of course, all of them afterward were like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Thanks,
1: guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, something that I uh, I feel like I need to ask about, I don't really like getting into the subject because it, uh, uh, almost seems sexist when I talk about it, but bear with me security when you're, uh, working at the bar now you're there late at night by yourself sometimes because you got to count down your till you got to restock, whatever, what, uh, what do you do, uh, for, to secure yourself when you have to make that trek from between, uh, the front bar door to your car, say,
0: so, um, most often I actually have somebody either pick me up or walk me out. Um, if I have to walk out by myself, like completely honest, I've got my, uh, my taser. I've got a little ring taser. Mm-hmm. I've got a pocket knife. I'm like, somebody try me. <laughs> but, um, because like we're a pretty close knit, uh, bar community here. Uh, it's called the hill. We've got five or six bars right here on the hill. And we're a pretty close-knit group, like, of all the bartenders. We all know each other quite well. I said It's a small town, but we all know each other because we're all in the same industry. You know, we, we've all become good friends. And there's always somebody, like, if you need like somebody at one of the bars, he's like, if you need somebody to walk you, let me know. Mm. So I always know that we also have, um, there's a guy who's kind of like one of our I don't want to call him our house cab driver because he doesn't just drive for us. But, like, he's who all of our regulars call for a ride. Mm. And a lot of times he'll stay until bar close and make sure I'm good. Because um, he does, he drives a lot of third shift people around. So he hangs out here till bar close and then just hang out until I'm done closing. So he's here most nights just hanging out because this is where all of his friends are. That's also just really convenient
1: uh, for me. My good friend, who I bartended with for a while, she and I have been friends since two thousand uh, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, yeah, she always uh, kept one customer that could stay. Uh, you know, she mm-hmm. she wouldn't ask anybody that needed to go home immediately to their wife or girlfriend right. or something like that. But she would ask uh, a customer that she would trusted to stick around mm-hmm. or walk her over to her car or walk her over to the other bar that's still open. So she can get a glass of wine before she goes home. But yeah. uh, that was always handy. But in this day and age, this weird, scary day and age where I saw TikTok, tick uh, where a, a bartender said that her car got marked uh, f- mm-hmm. uh, for sex track. I,
0: I probably saw the same one. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah um that's i i would like to think that the town that i live in is small enough that that stuff isn't happening but then you hear the stories and it's like well damn that could be my town one of these days you know it's not always the big cities or anything So yeah i do always try and make sure i have somebody here and would i like to be like I don't need nobody. Yeah, sure, <laughs> but I mean, realistically, I you know I want to be safe. Right. I so usually I do have somebody here with me at the end of the night.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I've had a number of guests. The most popular one is to have somebody with them at the end of the night. But I've had some guests on the show that have multiple knives on their bodies, or uh, there are actually two or three that are high ranked belts <laughs> yeah, yeah. in Brazilian jiu jitsu. And so I'm like, Ooh. I feel sorry for whoever tries to attack you in the middle of the night.
2: And, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said,
0: I carry my, my taser. I have a, a knife. Um, I've got pepper spray. I hope to God I never have to use any of those things. But, you know, you got to be prepared just in case. And, yeah, hopefully I will never have to do anything like that because I do usually have somebody at the end of the night with me.
1: Yeah. And, you know, trustworthy in being the home uh, you know, yeah. home bar, you know, homie type of bar. Yeah. Uh, right. Everybody knows yeah. each other. So if there's a strange person out in the parking lot, somebody will notice most likely.
0: Oh yeah. And I, I've have, have gotten messages from people before who've been like, Hey, lock your doors. Don't go out until I get there. There's some guys outside that like that's happened once or twice. There's There's some guys hovering outside your front door. I don't trust it. Wait till I close up across the street. And I'm going to walk you like, thank you so much for letting me know. Like that's, that's awesome. It's terrifying, but like, thanks for good looking out. Like we all, we all look out for each other on, on the street here, which is super nice. Now, uh,
1: when you look out for each other, do you have like a text chain going between bars so. and look out for this person, look out for that person?
0: Yeah, we do. Um, most of, uh, at least the head bartenders, we all have kind of something together. Um, between all of the bars and then that bartender, like the head bartender or the manager or the owner, whoever sees it can communicate that to their bartenders. But we also, I mean, if I, you know, see somebody across the street that's looking a little sketchy, I know most of the bartenders. So if I know who's working or I can just send out a group message to all the bartenders across the street and be like, Hey, look out for this or look out for this. So we, yeah we have a pretty effective communication chain from all of us, and so that's that's super nice. That's cool. That so we have cool. that all together. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like I said, uh, I uh, I was my cell phone <laughs> here, uh, when I was a bartender and had a cell phone. It was pre-texting. Well, texting was available. It was, but it was expensive, and so
0: right, it was like you got a hundred. A month or
1: something. Like that. Uh, even before that, thirty-five cents per text. <laughs> but
0: oh, Lord!
1: Yeah, packages for text per month were uh, came a little bit later. Yeah. But so we didn't okay. text each other, and but not all of us had cell phones. But we'd be immediately on the cordless phone that's behind the bar. Call up, oh, sure. call up the next bar. Uh, hey, there are these guys. Uh, I couldn't serve them. They're really cool. You know, I can vouch for them, and you know, or say. Uh, there's this party of girls. Uh, uh, they're a little bit on the violent side because one of them just broke up with their boyfriend. You know, you know, I'd say, yeah, you know, I would warn each other. And it was, I, I always felt cool with that. But when I started hearing about text chains between different bars, I'm thought, now that's awesome. And
0: yeah, it's really, really convenient. I mean, we do that even, even outside of like safety reasons. I mean, I've had, um, my best friend is the manager at the bar across the street and she'll text me be like, I just kicked two girls out cause they don't have IDs and they chewed me out and told me that they were going to go to the library. So just heads up, they're headed your way. I'm like, cool. And then I wait and a minute later, two girls walk in and I'm like, Hey ladies, can I see your IDs? And, and they get huffy. I'm like, okay, good looking out. Thank you.
2: <laughs> now,
1: uh, have you been hit with a fake ID before?
0: Oh, yeah, plenty of times. Oh, yeah? Um, oh, yeah. I don't I don't take them away because, honestly, I don't know if that's strictly illegal to take them. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I know how to check for them. My favorite, not to give away the, the tricks of the trade, we've got a flashlight trick that we can do that we can see if they're fake. But sometimes, if I suspect, they're borrowing a friend. I don't know... Zodiac signs, other than my own. I know I'm a Taurus, right? So if their birthday is anywhere it's not it's like I know what the Taurus area of like during the month is. So if it's not during that Taurus area, I'll I'll like. Oh, so you're a Taurus too? And most people know their own zodiac sign, but if it's a, a ID they're borrowing from a friend, they're not gonna be like, uh. No, I'm actually nine times out of ten they're like, yeah, totally. I'm like, no, you're not. You were born in September. Get out. (laughs) That's my favorite.
1: Yeah, um, I did know. uh, Well, there was a server I met years ago (laughs) that she knew all the star signs and all the dates and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So when she asked for ID, she goes, "What's your star sign?" And I'd say Scorpio, and then she, "Okay, what do you want?" and uh I thought that that was nifty, you know, to know that sort of thing. Yeah, it, but I never took the time to memorize it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I didn't either. That's why I'm like, well, if it's somewhere near my birthday, I'll just brought any other star <laughs> sign and if they're like, yeah, I'm like, no, you're not. You're a Taurus. And vice versa. Um but it, yeah, if they are like, um no, I'm a Aries, be like Maybe you are. I don't know. The fact that you knew that I means <laughs> yeah. <is> probably legit. <laughs> that's that's one of the ones I use.
1: That's that's fun. That throws people off. That, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so yeah. I don't know how long ago you posted that. I don't remember. You own that bar that you're in. You're talking to me into in right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When did that happen?
0: um well that's a fun story so about a year ago I kind of sat down with myself and was like what are you doing with your life like yeah. you need to you need something with some more movement for growth you know I was like feeling like I was in a rut like I need to move and start over or something I didn't really know what I wanted to do and then yeah like maybe four months later the owner was talking about moving for law school. He had owned the place for about 13 years. Mm-hmm. I've been working for him for about five mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and it was like, I started kind of considering that. I'm actually, so I'm co-owner. My, co- uh, my co-worker and I went in 50-50 together on it because neither of us really knew if we wanted to do it by ourselves. hmm I don't know if I want to take on this responsibility. And he kind of felt the same. We've been working together for about five years. He's one of my best friends. And the owner was like, well, you guys don't take it over. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because he was like, if I sell it to somebody, we've, we've got such a fiercely loyal, regular clientele basis. Mm. He was like, if I sell it to somebody, who's like none of the regulars know yeah. the bar's not going to yeah and we're like okay we could go in 50 50 because we've both been regulars at the bar for 10 years and we both been working here for five so we were like well what if we did it together yeah. so we decided to do that about six months ago we took over management just as a kind of like a trial basis i guess
2: mm-hmm. to see if it's
0: what we really wanted to do and then we decided, you know what? Yeah, I think we can do this. And so we held our cards pretty close to our chest. We didn't really tell very many people. My own mom didn't even know until like a week before I signed the papers. I was like, "Hey, guess what? I'm buying a bar." She was like, "You're, you see?"
1: Yeah. what was, Yeah. That was that her reaction. I mean, a disbelief.
0: <laughs> yeah. She was just like, "You're doing what now?" I was like, "Yeah." And I didn't really know if I wanted to do it. So I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't really want any outside input mm. um, we kind of wanted to decide this for ourselves uh, we decided to do it and now we're about two months in and it's it's been awesome that the amount of sales increase we've seen in the last couple months has been down to,
2: Nice. you know we're starting
0: to do events and we're starting to do drink specials and keeping the place clean you know <laughs> novel concept. And-
1: yeah exactly um, that's an amazing opportunity that he laid out for you, uh, you and your coworker. I mean, yeah, uh, some, uh, we're very grateful. Some people would kill for that, an opportunity like that. I'd kill for an opportunity like that. that
0: yeah. That's kind of how we thought we were like, we would be idiots if we didn't jump at this. It's
1: bas- you basically got I mean, a turnkey operation. A
0: uh, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah
0: it was an already established business where we already had a faithful clientele basis. So,
1: and everybody already I mean, knows yeah, you. we would have been, yeah.
0: right. We would have been, um, not to. And, and we had, we had the finances available. So we were like, well, let's do it. We're doing that thing that everyone talks about when they're in college. We should, we should buy a bar. <laughs> well, I did it. <laughs>
1: I, I loved the way you announced it on TikTok uh, that, uh, with the I know the owner speech.
0: <laughs> I've gotten a few of those, actually. Um, just last week, actually, I haven't posted a TikTok about it, but a guy came in with his girlfriend and was like, get whatever you want, babe. It'll be on the house. I know the owner personally. I was like... Excuse <laughs> me, yeah. and I went over and I was like, "Oh, you know the owner personally, huh?" And one of my friends was sitting there, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, is it happening?" So I was like, "Oh, it's happening," <laughs> and so she got to experience it because she was like, "I can't wait until I experience one of these. I know the owner situation in real life." And she looked at me, she was like, "It's happening, isn't it?" I was like, "Uh huh, <laughs> yep, get ready." And I was like, "Oh, you know the owner personally?" She's like, "Yeah, we we go back." And I was like. Really? What's what's your name? And I don't remember his name. But I was like, I don't think you know the owner all that personally. You know, um the old owner's name is Jeff. I was like, you know, Jeff moved, right? He's like, oh, when did Jeff move? I was like, like two or three months ago. If you don't know that, you probably don't know him all that personally. I don't know, man. <laughs> he's like, oh, he just must have forgotten to tell me. But like, yeah. no, I know him. I was like, that's fine, but he's not the owner anymore. Hi, I am. <laughs> Isn't it? It doesn't get old. I'll tell you that.
1: Isn't it great shooting down big shots that are trying to impress their dates?
0: <laughs> it's a good time, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to ruin your date, but uh, I kind of do, actually. <laughs> like you didn't have you didn't have to be that guy. Like I know the owner personally, mm. but you you decided to, be, so now I'm now I'm gonna ruin
2: it. Don't <laughs> feel bad.
1: Yeah, that was one of my. Whatever, she
0: had a ring on her finger. They were married. They weren't going to break up over it.
1: Oh no, no, uh, but yeah, it, that was it. The opportunity didn't jump up at me very often, but uh, you know, to shoot down a guy that's act, trying to act like a big shot in front of his friends, colleagues, or uh, customers, oh,
0: yeah, and
1: uh, you know, it was it was hilarious to shoot him down.
2: So. <laughs>
0: It's so fun. Like, I mean, I, I still even before I owned the place, just shooting guys down who thought they were gonna be like Mr. Big Shot. It it, it never gets old. Really <laughs> dope, it really doesn't. So it's always fun to just be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you think so?
1: It's fun. <laughs> so tell me about your uh, music career. That uh, uh, now that you own a bar, are you, are you still pursuing music?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, like, I'm kind of under the weather right now. I don't always sound like this. I don't always sound this squeaky, I promise. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so uh, the last several years I've been performing all around Iowa. I sing and I accompany myself on keyboard. And after, like, this whole process, taking over the bar, uh, it's taken a little bit of a backseat just because it kind of had to with all of the – ends that we had to tie up we had to get all our ducks in a row with the bars to the last like and then the, obviously the shutdown kind of put a hindrance on live music that was
2: kind of took a little hiatus
0: there forced hiatus mm. nothing was open and nothing was doing live music that was unfortunate um but got back into it after everything started opening back up and uh then yeah again it took of a backseat when I when I took this place over. But now that the dust is kind of starting to settle, yeah, I've been reaching out to bars again and being like, hey, I'm still here. So, yeah, I, I just do solo. I've considered doing uh, band stuff before, but I'm so busy I, and everyone else is so busy. I don't know when I would ever organize like a band practice where we could all actually get together.
2: Yeah.
0: As of now, it's just solo performing. So I do, you know, breweries, wineries, small bars.
1: No. Um, like do you do originals or do you no. do covers?
0: Mostly covers, but um, I do sprinkle in originals too. Just as a little bit of self promotion, like, hey, by the way, I wrote this one. Yeah. You know, um, gotta gotta do a little bit of self advertising. You know. Of course. But um, yeah, most mostly covers. Just, I mean. When you're at a bar and just kind of casually listening to music, like I like to do my originals that everyone loves hearing music that they know.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Like when a is like, "Oh, we love this song," and they start kind of singing along or whatever. I like seeing that. I like people engaging and knowing knowing the music that I'm performing. That's always fun to see. Yeah. Um,
1: a friend of mine uh, went back when I lived in Seattle. He was he's still a uh, musician and plays around in bars and all that sort of thing but he taught me uh when you're playing around in bars
2: play mostly covers
1: stuff that people already know that they can get into but there's right. no problem with sprinkling in every uh, an original song every now and then just you know keep the practice up at least
0: <laughs> yeah and that's what i've learned too is like these people mostly want to hear covers cuz yeah, of course you want to hear the music, you know, but yeah, no no problems, Franklin and something that I've written. Just as a little bit of Hey, I did this. You mm. know. Uh
1: who are your influences?
0: Um, I guess one of one of my favorites to perform, like my intro is always any Amy Winehouse. Any Winehouse is that's my, that's my, she's a fave. Yeah. I like, I like the girl, Bob, the so Amy Winehouse, Adele, Beyonce. Um, but then I also, so I'm kind of a, a country gal, older country. So mm-hmm. I like, like, Kathy Klein, and Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard. So, and then I, so jazz was my influence in, in college. So I also got, like, Ella Fitzgerald or Frank Sinatra. So I kind of am all over the board. I'll perform at college bars and be like, hey, you guys like Taylor Swift? Of course you do. <laughs> we'll do some of that. So I, I try and kind of keep a a pretty wide variety. From
1: the artists and that you just named, I can already tell you are a way better piano player than I am.
0: <laughs> that I would hope so. That was my scholarship in college. <laughs> with classical piano.
1: That's awesome. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: I still, I still try and play as often as I can.
1: Uh, yeah, I uh i I was uh, learning how to play piano up until about midway through high school and then I uh switched to drums and because okay
0: that was my other instrument
1: yeah, uh my parents my dad who is an excellent excellent piano player I mean uh I could uh I could sit and listen to him play rhapsody in blue forever but
0: oh incredible
1: yeah but uh but uh, he was always worried about my tempo because I'd always speed up and slow down on the piano. He, and by the time I got to high school, they were like, do you want to start another instrument? And I was like, oh, guitar sounds fun. And my dad's like, eh, how about the drums? You know, you going to tell a 14-year-old that he can play the drums? Do you think he's going to say No. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, but,
0: that's, that's the best news any 14 year old could get. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get you this little loud thing that you can take all your angst out on.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I dabbled in a lot of stuff when I played the drums. Uh, my because I was tired of playing the <laughs> Suzuki songbook, I was. I was tired of yeah, all that sure. stuff. I was never that good a piano player, yeah. but when I got to play the drums, and I, I was just like, "Oh, I can put on this CD and play along with it," or you know, I uh, you know, basically learned the, uh, how to play the drums through drummers, uh, yeah.
2: drummers on Billy Joel albums,
1: Metallica albums, and you know, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's not.
0: Yeah, I remember my dad introducing me to drums and. He would put on Rush and be like, just be Neil Peart. And I was like, well, that's not really how that works, but I'll try.
1: Well, what? You played the drums and can't play YYZ? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I'll just sit down and do that real quick. <laughs> Great.
1: Uh, well, I, I can't play YYZ either, but. <laughs> but
2: <anyway>. Me either. I don't want
1: But anyway, so. Uh, so you. Uh, are you? Do you have plans in the future to like maybe put on Spotify a, a song or two? Or
0: um, yeah, absolutely. I would actually. I would love to do that. I've got. Um, I've got enough originals written that I would like to put out uh, just an EP album, maybe like five, six songs, and so hopefully, yeah. Look out for that. Yeah. Um, I've got the recording equipment at home. I just. I've
1: like, done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh forgive me because I uh while you were listing out your influences, maybe it's cuz of your red hair, I was thinking you were going to name Tori Amos eventually. But
0: I do love Tori Amos too.
1: <laughs> but
0: uh yeah, definitely
1: in the list. So, you've uh you've from the ages of 17, 18 uh to you said you're 27 now?
2: 28 Twenty-eight, and you already own your
1: own business before the age of 30. I do. Yeah. And, you, yeah. uh, and you sound like you're doing great with it. Uh, from the sounds of, uh, your customers, they're all happy people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I am um, sure they're,
0: they're getting rowdy. <laughs> uh,
1: do you have any plans for, the, uh, any other plans for the future? Do you, are you, do you plan on expanding uh, this bar? Do you, um,
0: um, as far as that, I'm not sure. So I am in the process of getting my food management license, um, so I can start cooking for the bar. I want to develop a menu. Um, I would like to eventually own a catering business slash food truck. I'm not really sure which way I'd like to go with that. I love cooking. Um, would Would like to do something with that. Uh, I I do really love owning this bar. Um,
2: and the youngest
0: bar owner in the area, and the only female, I believe. So, um, I would really like to start maybe doing something with the college, since like we're right across the street from the college campus. I'd like to start doing some sort of like female entrepreneur, like kind of empowerment, something or other here at the bar. Mm. Be like, look, I did it. And I didn't have any idea what I'm I doing. So if I can do it, you can do it. So I would like to start hosting something like that here maybe every couple months. Um Like I said, uh doing some sort of catering or um, food yeah. truck, something yeah. like that I would like to do. But I, I do want to yeah. keep this bar. And yeah, maybe
2: yeah.
0: in three or four years if this bar is going well, I could see us potentially expanding. That would be, I mean, that would be awesome. I don't yeah. think either of us I think both of us right now are just kind of like, okay, we're doing, we're doing this. We're doing the best we can right now. Yeah. The newness has, I think
1: the newness has, no, it,
0: it's still, it's still very fresh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but we're, we're really happy with where we're at right now. And we're just kind of seeing where yeah. this is going to take us. Um, Cause I don't think either this is really sure. And yeah, it's, if possible, I think we'd love to expand.
1: And maybe you get, you get to the point where you just make, uh, inti- intimidating appearances by the owner, uh, may freak out all your employees, you know?
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cause as of now, I mean, we're, is pretty much here every day working, so. Yeah.
2: yeah the, that's something that I've always thought about if
1: I would, enjoy, wondered if I would enjoy being like, oh my God, the owner's here. And then, you know, quick clean that, yeah. get rid of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I say, I don't want to be that kind of, I don't want to like be that intimidating, like, oh man, she's here. Like, we can't have any, I don't, I want, I want my employees to feel like they can come to me and talk to me about any problems they have. And like, we can be, Cool. Mm. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm your boss, but I don't want you to feel like I'm
2: like just overbearing, you
0: know. <laughs> well, uh,
1: Taylor, we're coming up on the end of the show. Thank you so much uh, for being uh, for being guest on Hey Bartender podcast. Now, if anybody wants to uh, like your TikTok account or if anybody wants to follow you on social media or contact you in any way,
0: how would they do it? all right so my tiktok is just Taycob, That's t-a-y-k-o-b-b um that's i believe that's the same as my instagram is i'm not really on instagram all that often uh tiktok's kind of my my main gig so that's uh yeah that's that's my primary kind of social media so yeah that's uh that's the thing
1: very cool well um, I wish you lots of luck with uh, with the future of your business I wish you luck with uh, all of your music career also if you choose to pursue that a lot far, farther uh, thank and,
0: you I appreciate
1: it and if you ever want to come back on the show all you have to do is contact me I'd love to catch up with you again sometime
0: yeah i love that thank you very much for having me
1: and it's last call people last call for alcohol Come on up to the bar. I'm sorry, but the blender is broken. So just order something else, please. Uh, big thanks to Taylor Carbidol for being on the show, or as I got to know her as Tay Cobb. Uh, uh, wasn't she awesome? Uh, she well-spoken, and she's 28 years old and already running her own business. It's just uh, amazing to me. It's just great. Also, big thanks to Laura Hope and the Arctones for their song, Dr. Bartender, that leads off the show. Go check out their stuff on all the streaming services. They've got a lot of great music people out there. You, they, you, go, you just got to check it out. Remember to go visit cwspirits.com. Go check out their uh, liquor selection because they've got a lot of stuff that is not available in all areas. For example, CW Spirits now carries Von Payne Whiskey. I had the interview with Steve Allen, the founder of Von Payne, and now CW Spirits carries it. You can uh, uh, go to CW Spirits, search it out. And if you decide to buy something uh, at checkout, I'll, you know look for that promo code and type in HEYBARTENDER5. Get 5% off your entire order. And not to mention, if you spend over $125, free shipping. And the shipping is amazing. Damn near bulletproof. Your bottles are very well protected. Remember, people, if you have any questions or you want to be on Hey Bartender Podcast, all you have to do is email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. Or you can uh, follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. All of those are at Hey Bartender Podcast. And go check out the website, www.haybartenderpodcast.com where you can go pick up your own Hey Bartender Podcast t-shirt, or even listen to the latest episodes. Join me on every Saturday around 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for a new episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. And, uh, you know, people, as usual, I'd like to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's
2: Let's Go? I just got hit!